This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better it was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly so you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues including cuts scrapes burns sunburns rashes other types of skin damage it's totally safe non-toxic suitable on all types of skin even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin this is also safe for the young members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500,000 happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 169. Show notes for this episode can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 169. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean, and I'm here to give you and other passionate, dedicated moms the tools you need to bridge the gap between motherhood and living the life of your dreams. I'm also here to help you be a little more shameless every day, because if you aren't building a life you're extraordinarily proud of, what kind of legacy are you building? So let's dive in. Hello, shameless moms. Happy Monday. So I'm recording this a little earlier than normal. I will have just returned from a three-day trip, four-day trip to Las Vegas to celebrate my mother's 79th birthday and see Celine Dion when this episode actually goes live. So I will have just returned. So I'll have to do a whole episode just on that. That should be pretty fun and exciting. I tried to convince her to go to Cher instead of Celine and she was not having it. So we're going to Celine. So I'm sure there will be pictures on Instagram. If you want to go check it out on Instagram at the Shameless Mom Academy, I will do my best to post some fun pictures from my sister and my mom and I's weekend in Las Vegas to see Celine. So, okay, what we're going to talk about today, we are going to talk about three ways to stand in your power. And some of this is actually all of this is motivated by events and conversations I've been having recently. So one of the things that I have been talking a lot about in interviews is stories. So I'm going to go here with number one, own and embrace your stories. This seems to keep coming up. So I think I need to talk about it more here. I have talked about it before on on the podcast, but I want to dive in a little deeper and have a little bit of a different perspective today on the whole thing. So I've talked about rewriting your stories. I've talked about owning your stories. I've talked about talking about the things that you are most uncomfortable with and talking about your biggest insecurities. And when you put these things out there, it makes you much less vulnerable. So an example for me would be my infertility journey or 
Also talking about like, I grew up overweight and I grew up feeling uncomfortable in my own skin. Body image has always been a struggle for me and probably always will be. So I talk about those things and then they don't feel scary and vulnerable to me anymore. It kind of almost feels like my superpower. Like now that I put that out there and everyone knows about it, we can all talk about it. And it feels very different than hiding behind it. So I think that owning your stories, sharing your stories, that is really, really important. I also think rewriting your stories can be really powerful. And so sometimes people, an example might be like, you know, my parents went through a really nasty divorce. And so I don't know what a healthy relationship looks like. And so I'll never have a healthy relationship of my own. That is not my personal story. I'm just using that as an example. But these are the kinds of things we tell ourselves, And so, and actually my parents did go through a divorce. It was not a nasty divorce. It was a very clean divorce, but I did definitely have some doubts about myself in marriage where I was like, I don't know, like I've never really been modeled a healthy marriage. My parents divorced when I was four. I was never raised around a couple, like a mom and a dad together. So how am I going to know how to live that out myself? Similarly, my husband, his parents divorced when he was very little, he was one. So same thing that we both, and I brought this up when we were early in our relationship or when we were talking about marriage. And I said, like, neither of us have ever been modeled a healthy marriage. How are we going to create our own? Like, that seems kind of daunting, right? But when we talk about our story, we can rewrite our story. So instead of saying like, well, I'm a child of divorce and I can never do this or I can never do it right or my chances of that being getting divorced are dramatically higher. No, you can rewrite that story. You can rewrite the story about like, okay, this is my circumstance, but that doesn't need to be predictive of my outcome. And so there's that piece of rewriting it. And then there's the piece of embracing your story. And this is really what I've done with IVF, where I'm like, I'm going to talk about this everywhere. I'm going to go on other people's shows. I actually was recently on Beat Infertility, a podcast about infertility, obviously, and shared a lot about our infertility journey, more than I've shared here. So if you want to go over and check out Beat Infertility, that's B-E-A-T, Infertility, that show with Heather Human, it was a fantastic interview. I really appreciate I'm not tooting my own horn and saying that. I just really appreciate Heather's interview style. I thought that she was just so great in the interview. And then I went back and I listened to her infertility story and was just blown away. And so she has three episodes on her podcast where she talks about her own story. I believe it's around episode, maybe episode 109 or so. I might be off on those numbers, but it might be like 109, 110, 111, but it's like three consecutive episodes where she talks about her infertility story, where she has done this beautiful job of embracing her story and building something around it. And I think that is just so amazing. And I was so honored to be on her show. And she's actually going to be on our show coming up soon as well. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters, and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like 
a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explained. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. So there's that piece too, where it's owning your story, rewriting your story if it needs to be rewritten, and then embracing your stories. And that is a huge way to stand in your power and to build power in your life. You don't need to ever be a victim in your story. A great example of this is a woman here in Seattle, a runner who was attacked in a restroom a few months ago. And anyone could look at the story and say like, she's a victim. She is totally a victim. I do not deny that at all. But I'm have seen, and I'm actually going to try to get her on the podcast. I've seen what she has done after that situation and how she has written that story for herself and how she has embraced that story. And she is like this total badass. And she has done things and telling her story and sharing what she's gone through that have just like blown me away. So you don't have to be a victim of your circumstance. You have permission and power to rewrite your stories and embrace them and share them in a way that give you power. So that's the first way to stand in your power. Second way to stand in your power is to stand up to bullies. So it has happened to me twice now at the airport where I have witnessed police officers at the departures area, police officers basically just being like verbally abusive to airport people and airport people who are coming in to leave for their vacations. So this first happened, I think it was when I was in California. I'm not positive, but I think it was when I was in California. 
I was waiting in line for a lift after I had arrived at the airport. Lift drivers pick everyone up at departures. So I'm waiting in line for my lift. And I see this airport police officer who's like kind of supervising traffic and the departures. And he's just like yelling at everyone. And he's like, get over, scoot over. Haven't you ever been to an airport before? Don't you know what to do? And just being like crazy rude. And so I'm listening to this and I'm like, oh my gosh, like everything in me was like, go say something, go say something. But I was by myself and I felt a little nervous. And he was like super tall, which also made it like more daunting where I was like, it was just like physically felt intimidated. So I didn't go say anything. And as soon as I got in my lift and we were driving away, I was like, oh, can't believe I didn't say anything. So interestingly, when we went to leave for Europe, a friend took us to the airport. We pull up to departures at Seattle airport and the airport police guy comes and like comes right up to the passenger side window of our car as we're pulling over. It's super crowded. So instead of coming all the way up to the curb, we're going to get have our friend drop us off like one lane over. And so we put the car in park and this airport guy comes up and he's like yells at us and he's like, you're blocking traffic, scoot over. And like super, again, super unnecessarily rude. And so we were like, oh my gosh. And we like put the car, you know, took the car to park and drove over a little ways and then scooted up further where we could pull all the way over to the curbside to get out. And after that happened, I was like, oh no, 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 no we're not doing this again. I am not going to watch another airport dude just like be verbally abusive to people. Like it's completely inappropriate. It's unprofessional. And no, like it is my duty as a citizen to stand up to this dude. So as our friend Tamara, who had driven us to the airport, she's like taking stuff out of the car and Vince is taking stuff out of the car and Vinny is like, you know, flailing all around and jumping up and down because he's so excited to go to Europe. And I like take off And I walk over to this guy and he starts walking towards me. And I think he thought I was going to ask for help or something because he like eagerly started walking toward me. And he like gets up to me and I was like, hey, you totally screamed at us over there and asked, like told us we were blocking traffic. And he got really flustered and he was like, oh, I mean, like, sorry if you didn't like the way I communicated. And he was very defensive. And I was like, I'm just saying it. I said it, it was really intense. Like it was a lot for what was going on right there. It just felt really intense. And he was like, again, really flustered and like, well, I mean, people are blocking traffic, blah, blah. And I said, yeah, but we're human beings. And that screaming was, it felt like a lot for that situation. And he was like, again, I'm sorry if you don't like the way that I communicated blah, blah, and whatever. And then he like grumbled his way off. But I left and I was like, I feel way better. Like, you don't get to talk to me that way. You don't get to talk to human beings that way. That's not cool. That's not how we talk to people. That's just not how it's done. And so I have learned that it is okay for me to say to other people, you don't get to talk to me that way. I don't know. I'm not going to stand for it. I'm not going to take it. And I do this in a lot of relationships where I shut down if I feel defensive. Like I'm either like verbally defensive where I will like poke right back at someone who pokes at me or I'll just completely shut down and be like, I'm just not talking to you then, which is what I like to do with my husband sometimes where I'm just like, okay, if that's how you're going to be, we're just not talking right now. But at the end of the day, the message, and I'm not saying that's the best solution, but my message is clear that you don't get to talk to me that way. Like I expect to be talked to a certain way. Now on the flip side of that, I know I need to check myself sometimes. I know that when I'm defensive, sometimes I can come across as like short and rude and impatient. So there's two sides to that. But I do think that it is okay to stand up to bullies and it is okay to stand up to people and say like, you don't get to talk to me that way. That is not okay. That is not respectful. Or if you see something else going on with someone else and you might not even be involved. But for me, like, you know, the day that I was watching this guy in the California airport being so rude and screaming at people and people in their cars, it would have been okay for me to go over and say like, you don't get to talk to other people that way. That's not okay. Like this isn't how we do it. And so standing up to bullies is okay. And what I think is really 
great about this is practicing this is actually really powerful for your children to see. So that day at the airport, when I stood up to that police officer and I went over and said, like, that was a lot, that was really intense for what that situation was. When I got back to our car, we were like unloaded all of our stuff and we went and got all checked in and stuff. And then Vince turned to me at one point and he goes, what did you say to that officer? And I told him and Vinny was sitting right there, but I was like, I want Vinny to know that like, yeah, if someone's going to be inappropriate, I'm going to call them on it. And I would expect him to do the same thing. Like I want him to feel comfortable doing the same thing if someone is being in a, talking inappropriately to him. So the thing about standing up to bullies is that when we do this, you're also modeling that to your kids. And I think that's super, super important. And then number three, a third way to stand in your power is to be the boss of your choices. And I think that sometimes we feel like we have to do certain things or we feel like locked in, you know, maybe you're in a job that you don't love. If you're in a job that you don't love, you're the boss of that choice. So you can choose to stay in that job and you can choose to stay there miserably or you can like fix your perspective so that you can be there and not be miserable or you can leave the job or you can like, you know, make the job different. So maybe you go for a promotion. Maybe you ask for more responsibility. Maybe you ask to tweak it, you know, to evolve in a certain way so that the job is more satisfactory to you. But if you are in a situation that is not to your liking, you're in charge of that. So you have to take radical responsibility for that. So you are the boss of your choices. So you can choose to stay and be miserable, but that's on you. You can also choose to stay and not be miserable, or you can also choose not to stay. There's a lot of choices there. So you're the boss of all that and you need to be responsible for all that. Similarly, if you're not happy where you're at with your health, you're the boss of that. You get to choose if you work out. You get to choose if you eat well. No judgment either way on any of that, but you're the boss of that. So you need to be in charge of that and again, take radical responsibility for that. This episode is supported by Mysteries About True Histories, a podcast for your kiddos. So from the creators of the hit podcast, Who Smarted, and Netflix's Brainchild comes the adventurous world of mysteries about true histories, affectionately known as math. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs, making learning cool. This podcast is perfect for ages six and up and new episodes drop every Thursday, each stacked with so much laughter that your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. I love a show where as a parent, you're like, hey, let's listen or watch this or whatever. And your kids are thinking they're like getting extra device time or what have you. And you're like, they're learning right now. So it feels like such a big win. So I want you to go check out Mysteries About True Histories wherever you listen to podcasts. You can tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you're listening to this podcast. So go check out Mysteries About True Histories to listen in and have some fun with your kid while they learn today. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. <laughs> well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? 
And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. Again, if you are the person who does all of the laundry in your house and you're bitter about that, you're the boss of your choices. I got real bitter about laundry recently and like set some very specific boundaries around it in our household because I'm like, no, this is not how I am going to be the boss of this situation. And this is not, I'm going to be the boss, like I am going to manage laundry in a certain way so that I'm the boss of my laundry choices. <laughs> so you are the boss of your choices and sitting around grumbling about something is not empowering. Sitting around grumbling about something is not modeling being responsible for creating the life that you want or for being powerful and for standing in your power. So if there's something happening that you, that is not in alignment with your core values or something happening that you're just not into anymore, something happening that's making you miserable, like all those things, you need to take responsibility, be the boss of your choices and change that situation, change your role in that situation or get out of the situation and create a new situation for yourself. You have the power to do all those things. And I think that that's one of the most powerful things that you can show your kids is when you no longer fit in something a certain way, when you no longer, when something's not in alignment with your values, when something is no longer making you happy, that you do something about it, that you change the situation. Because it's really easy to do the same thing every day for 40 years in a row and just be cranky and bitter about it. And I've seen people do it. I've seen people stay in the same career way too long and lose years of their life to being unhappy. I've seen this many times. It doesn't have to be that way. And I've seen people regret staying in careers for too long because it made them so unhappy and unhealthy and miserable. And it impacted them for long after they had made the decision to leave finally because they knew they had done it for too long. They knew they had wasted time. They knew they had wasted energy. They knew they had given up on certain things in their life because they made the choice to stay. So you have to be very, very responsible for the choices that you make in terms of if you decide to stay somewhere, if you decide to do something, if you decide to say yes to something, if you decide to say yes, you say yes to stay in this thing that you don't really like for 40 years, you're saying no to a whole lot of other things. So what are those things that you're saying no to? And is that worth it to you? Or on the other side of that, if you say no to something, then what does that create space for you to say yes to? And this is something I've been getting really excited about lately. Like, what are the things I can say no to so that I have more room for the right yeses? And that's been really cool. Like, what can I unschedule so that I can create space for the things that I really love? Because I want to be the boss of my life. I want to be the boss of my choices. So there's things that I have backed out of recently and unscheduled and said no to that have allowed me to say yes to other things that are more important. And even if I'm backing out of something just so I can stay home and lay on the couch because I need to like refresh for a minute, that's okay too. So three ways to stand in your power, owning and embracing your stories, standing up to bullies, always knowing that it's okay to say you don't get to talk to me that way or you don't get to talk to people that way, and being the boss of your choices, taking radical responsibility for being the boss of your choices. So three quick messages today. This is a little bit of a shorter episode, but those are three messages that I really wanted to dial in and hammer home for you. And now 
I'm off to Vinny's parent-teacher conference, his first one as a five-year-old. He's currently the oldest kid in his school, so I'm excited to see how this goes. I'm not sure what to expect. I'm like, is the teacher going to tell us that he's doing great things? Or is she going to be like, your kid is Lego obsessed and we need to talk about it? I don't know. We'll have to see. And I should let you know a lot of this inspiration comes from a talk I'm giving. And by the time this episode goes live, this talk will be passed. But it's a talk I'm giving about realizing that focused my work on helping women shrink for too long. And so I'll be talking more about this down the road. But I realized at a certain point after Vinny was born that my focus professionally as a person in the fitness industry had been really dialed into helping women shrink because I was so focused on helping women with weight loss. And there's nothing wrong with helping women with weight loss. I'm really proud of the work I've done with women, but I'm also really conscientious of participating in some of the rhetoric in the fitness industry around women shrinking and how damaging that can be and how careful you need to be if you're in a professional role in the fitness industry and you are supporting women in weight loss. And so this talk I gave was about realizing this responsibility that I have and feeling like I maybe didn't manage that well for a long time in my first 10 years in the fitness industry. And now I'm on the other side of that where I'm like, we don't have space to shrink. Like as women, as mothers, we only have room for growth and expansion. We do not have room for the shrinking nonsense. So whether you are talking about shrinking in your power, shrinking in your profession, shrinking at your office, shrinking in motherhood, like shrinking in weight loss, any of those things, like we don't have time for that. If you want to lose weight to feel more powerful and to feel stronger and to feel better in your own skin, like that's super cool. But this constant shrinking to be smaller, to take up less space, to be more apologetic, to be more like demure and diminutive, like all these things to just be like little and to not be seen and heard. I'm not cool with that anymore. I'm so not cool with that. So that's why these three lessons are so powerful to me because I want people to be standing in their power and taking up space and owning the space that they stand in and really living bigger by embracing your stories, changing your stories, rewriting your stories, owning your stories, by standing up to people who don't treat you in the best possible way, by being the boss of your choices. So these are really, really important topics that I really want you to embrace today. So I want you to write these down. If any of these have stood out to you, write them on a post-it note and just put it on like your mirror or your steering wheel, your computer screen, so that you can see it more regularly. Own and embrace your stories, stand up to bullies and be the boss of your own choices. All right. Have a fantastic day. If you know someone who needs any of these lessons, please do share this episode. And you can do that by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 169. You will get a link to the episode or you can share from our social media platforms over on Instagram or Facebook at the Shameless Mom Academy. And definitely keep an eye on Instagram for some Las Vegas pictures. That should be pretty fun. And what else? If this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday. So please do come back in a couple days. We have a great interview coming up and you can subscribe to the show and never miss an episode if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review. That will take you into Apple Podcasts where you can hit the subscribe button and you can also leave a review while you are there. My reviews are my ratings and right now we have great ratings and I want to keep it that way because the higher ranked we are on iTunes, the more exposure the show gets and the more women I can support and help and help them stand in their power. So I really, really appreciate you leaving just a quick one, two sentence review, letting me know what the Shameless Mom Academy means to you and how it's impacted you so that we can continue to be a highly rated show. So thank you for spending time with me today. Can't wait to spend time with you again in a couple more days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly.
Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.